0: Now, broadcasting on Star Worldwide Networks, it's time for the Fashion Rewired Podcast with Brian Hill. During the Fashion Rewired Podcast, we chat with successful fashion designers and business entrepreneurs
1: who share their powerful stories of success while providing real-time industry tips, tools, and actionable strategies to execute today with the goal of designing our listeners' brands for success. Now, here's your host, Brian Hill. Welcome to Fashion Rewired. I'm your host, Brian Hill, a self-taught designer and director of Phoenix Fashion Week. I'm super excited to have our next guest on, uh, one of our emerging designers that's going on to big things out of Phoenix Fashion Week. It's Rashina Chada of Shawl Dolls. A little bit about her background. She joined the Phoenix Fashion Week team as an emerging designer four years ago. She took what she learned at the Emerging Designer Boot Camp to new heights. It's far exceeded my expectations and maybe her own. And now, every day, she moves products. She sells apparel and delivers apparel every day. Rashina, thanks for being on. Tell us a little bit about what I missed in your bio.
0: Hello, Brian. Um, actually, I did Phoenix Fashion Week six years ago Whoa, in 2012. Six. Yes. So, uh, I am the owner of Shaw Dolls. We started in May of 2012, and our very first thing that we did in our business was actually join your Emerging Designer Boot Camp and was the best thing that we could do for our business. Um, so yeah, back in 2012 is when we did our, our boot camp with you. Um, but you're right, we sell product every single day. We are a women's wholesale clothing company. Um, we sell directly to stores. So we sell to over a thousand stores across the country. We sell to casinos, hospital gift shops, catalogs, and we also sell on one of the home shopping channels, which is Evine Live. Uh, and they're the third largest home shopping channel in the country after QVC and HSN.
1: Excellent. Yes. Tell us about some of your accolades. How did you get to here? What is your journey to get to Shaw Dolls, owner, and designer?
0: So I knew in high school that I wanted to be a designer and have my own business, so I did everything education-wise to get there. Um, In college, I studied apparel merchandising and management with my emphasis in fashion retailing. Um, I studied in Southern California. And then after I got my bachelor's, I went to FIT in New York to study fashion design. Um, and then when I came back to California, I studied graphic design and production pattern making because I wanted to make sure that if I'm going to be a designer, I know all of the aspects about design and construction and, you know, how to, how to make a product. Um, and then prior to shawl dolls, I actually had two other lines that were not as successful. Um, I did... Uh, couture clothing. And then I also did activewear. but both of those, I learned a lot and I learned, um, the do's and don'ts of what I wanted for my business. And then shawl dolls was third times a charm. So here I am six years later, still growing and expanding shawl dolls every day.
1: That's excellent. When you talk about fashion rewired, you and I had a couple conversations about this process, this transformation of your mind, but also your perspective and maybe some daily habits, and just how you look at things to try and achieve the kind of success that you saw for yourself in Shawl Dolls, right? So mm-hmm. can you take me back to when you felt you had a major rewire?
0: It was about two years ago. Uh, so when I first started Shawl Dolls, I did have a business partner, and her and I both started the program together. We started Phoenix Fashion Week together. We started Shawl Dolls together. Uh, two years ago, she decided to leave the business. She didn't want to be involved with the company anymore. And from that point on, that was, uh, the end of 2015, beginning of 2016. So I had to take on everything. Uh, and so for me converting that to being 100% in charge of everything, uh, really set my, set my mind to, to rewiring, like you say, and to thinking that this is all on me and I have to get it done because there's nobody else that's, um, nobody else is going to do it. I'm right. the only one that's going to do it.
1: A lot of uh, young designers would do this on their own out of the gate. And mm-hmm. you came out with a partner. And so, again, mm-hmm. when that changed on you and you had a new set of responsibilities, everyone looked to you. I'm sure it was a lot of pressure. But uh, you took the challenge, and I'm sure you did a couple of different steps. So tell me step number one after the rewire. When she left the company or made the decision to leave the company, tell me what mm-hmm. was step one for you.
0: Uh, Step one right away was making sure that I knew every single responsibility that she was doing because I had to then take it on. So once I looked at my list of responsibilities and her list of responsibilities, I said, okay, what are the top things that I need to do? What are the top things that Roshina needs to handle to make sure this company runs? And then what are the other responsibilities that I can hand off to my team? That's excellent. Because for me, being the owner and for all of the emerging designers listening, You have to be really strong and good at what you do and what you know, you know. So me, for example, I am really proficient in wholesale and wholesale sales. That's where I'm good at and that's where I thrive in our business. And so I have to make sure that all of my focus and my time is there. Social media wise, I hire on people to do that, you know, because that's not my area of focus or area of expertise. So I want to make sure that I've hired somebody to do that. Same thing with accounting. If I'm not doing the accounting, if I'm not strong in accounting, let me hire an accountant and make sure it gets done properly because I want to make sure that all of my strengths are being used where they need to be.
1: That's excellent. So in any brand, you should 100% know all the responsibilities and have them mapped out in your company. I think a lot of brands, big and small, don't even do that today. So step one in your rewire was to figure out and map out all the responsibilities, yours and hers, and then prioritize. What was step two?
0: Um, moving into, again, being able to delegate those responsibilities and being able to have a good team around you, you know, you can, you're only as good as your, as your team. You're only as strong as your weakest link, like they say in in any sports analogy, but it's so true. Like you have to have the proper people around you. You have to have a good support team because those team members that you have are going to bring different strengths into your business. So bringing on a social media person, bringing on a salesperson, bringing on a marketing person, bringing on on, uh, someone to do your daily operations. Those are things that is going to make a well-rounded team, and that's how you can delegate the responsibilities that are in your organization.
1: That's excellent. There's a book that I read a lot. I actually have it on audio as well, Uh, Good to Great. He talks Mm -hmm. about, Jim Collins talks about, not just having people on the team or on the bus, he might say, but he also talks about having the right people in the right seats. And so having the right social media person do social media, having the Mm -hmm. right wholesale person do wholesale sales, that's also important. But if you don't know the map of your business, you can't even put people in the right positions, right? So that's step one was crucial to get to step two. What was step three in your rewire?
0: Step three was trying to figure out the new direction. Uh, Just going back to when we, when I did have a business partner. So, She covered all of retail sales and I covered all of wholesale sales. So knowing that, trying to figure out, okay, now I have the proper people in place. How do we fill this gap of retail? Because we don't have a person now to do it. Uh, And figuring out what channels we're trying to sell to, you know, having a business, the main objective is to sell product, product or service, but to sell a product. We make a product, so that's what we need to do. Uh, and we have to do that every single day. We have to swipe a credit card every single day. We have to ship out product every single day. So how are we going to do that? And finding that game plan and finding the way for us to grow and develop and to get more customers and to reach more people, that is super important.
1: So your step three was how to identify the gap in retail for shawl Dolls and Correct. put together yes. For a our plan. business, that
0: was That was that,
1: yeah. That's excellent. And so, summarizing your one, two, three step action plans, uh, you put a map together of what what responsibilities were going to happen in your company on a day to day basis. You took care of X, Y, Z responsibilities, and then you also took on some new responsibilities. Then put together a team, put the right people in the right seats, right? Mm -hmm. And then you found the gap that you were missing, which is retail, and then you put together a new plan for retail sales. Like I love Mm -hmm. that approach.
0: Thank you. Mm -hmm. When you
1: did the rewire. It seems to me that uh, natural habits come out of the rewire when people do it correctly. What were some of the natural habits that then came out of your rewire process that you can identify today?
0: I think just really focusing on what my strengths are. Like I said earlier, wholesale sales and product development for our business um, is, really, is really important for our brand. I mean, we, we make a very niche product. I didn't mention earlier, but Shaw Dolls is a convertible clothing company, so every single thing that we make is convertible. It's also one size and it's also made in the U.S. So we kind of have a little different spin on our product in comparison to a traditional apparel company because a lot of our pieces are instructional. We have to show the customer how to wear everything, so really figuring out that and really figuring out how to relay our message to a customer uh, is super important.
1: For us. Sure. Um, what kind of uh, actionable habits popped up? Because now you've got a habit of always focusing on your strengths, which I love. What mm-hmm. were some action habits that naturally came out? Earlier, we talked to a guest and he said he had a daily ritual every morning where he wrote down things and talked about what he was grateful for. What are some mm-hmm. things that you do on a daily basis you feel that came out of the rewire that you identify as being successful?
0: Um, it's not necessarily stuff that I do with my business per se, but I check my emails every morning as soon as I get up, seeing what tasks I need to get done. Uh, I try to work out every single morning before I go to the gym and I, and to just make my bed every morning because yes. I accomplished something before my day started. You know, it's, it's something super simple, but just, I mean, I've heard so many successful people say I make my bed in the morning because I've, I've done One thing, I'm already on a roll. Let me finish something else. Let me get to the next thing. Sure. Uh, And it's just like little things like that. I mean, obviously, when I come into my office, I say, okay, what's on the agenda? What are we going to do today? But um, just for me personally, from my personal stuff, I go to the gym. I go to work. And and make your bed. We knock it off. And I make my bed. (laughs) I like
1: it. I'm a make-my-bed kind of person every day, too. Um, And I feel really good about it. As simple as it is, it does roll right into a workout for me. And those Mm -hmm. two things are... Yeses and positive, and then I could do the third positive thing. Today I came and uh, launched Fashion Rewired, pretty positive. But I think I couldn't have done it without making my bed.
0: Yes, it's it's so simple, but it gets your day moving. It gets you in the right direction for the day.
1: <laughs> excellent, excellent. So, um, how about the habits that you said that you identified? That you started, you know, making your bed and prioritizing things that happen that you need to get done for the day and to do lists, etc is there one big accomplishment that you can really tie into your new habits in these last six years?
0: I think uh, just being able to go over with my team, our sales goals and our strategies and kind of breaking down achievable goals because we did, we had a great year last year. We did $800,000 in business, which is our most successful year.
1: 800,000 in sales. Congratulations.
0: Thank you. But, if you go into January 1 saying, okay, we did $800,000 last year. We need to do a million dollars this year. That's a big number to take on. So I think for us breaking it down, okay, we need to do a million dollars. How are we going to do that? Okay, we have 30 trade shows in a year. That means we have to do X for every single trade show. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. If we're going to do – I'm just going use round numbers – $50,000 a trade show, how many orders are we writing? Okay, we need to do 50 orders at $1,000 each just using round numbers and being able to break that down and go over it with our team and saying, these are totally achievable. These are realistic goals that we can hit. Okay. If we're going to go to this new show, we're going to get this many new customers and we have this many people that are going to reorder. I think just breaking it down and doing that on a daily basis and going over our shows, every show that we have because we're on the road a lot is something that keeps us on track And we're not seeing this huge number of a million dollars. Oh, my gosh, a million dollars is so big. No, we need to do $50,000 this month. Okay, that's easy. That's 50 orders. I love that. $1,000 each.
1: I love that. So digestible small micro goals is how Mm -hmm. you attack a million dollars. I love that. I'm the exact same way. I like to do small things that I can get done, and then they stack up. If you get overwhelmed by the million dollars in sales, it'll paralyze you sometimes, right? In
0: Definitely. this way,
1: you're saying, let's start with January. Let's start with trade show number 1. Let's mm-hmm. succeed there first.
0: Mm-hmm. And if
1: you achieve a little bit of success at each of the 30 trade shows, suddenly you're at 1 million next year. So, we're going to make mm-hmm. sure we talk to you December 31st, 2018, <laughs> and I I want to hear that you made a million, yeah?
0: Well, we'll be doing a little more than that, but yes. <laughs> oh, I
1: love that. I <laughs> I'm saying
0: it now. It's going to be over a million.
1: <laughs> That's excellent. We always like to thank our sponsors for supporting Fashion Rewired. The Emerging Designer Bootcamp at Phoenix Fashion Week. Each year, the Phoenix Fashion Week team travels the country from New York to Los Angeles, Chicago to San Francisco, in search of the best emerging designers to apply for our challenging Emerging Designer Bootcamp. These curated emerging designers have the unique opportunity to strengthen their business skills in a real-time curriculum taught by industry experts from each coast, as well as grow their brand by competing in various fashion business challenges presented to them over the four months leading up to Phoenix Fashion Week at Talking Stick Resort in October. With a focus on business skills that include business planning, marketing plans, production management, retail math, and social media, the Emerging Designer Bootcamp is gaining rapid acclaim for launching brands globally. For a designer application, please visit phoenixfashionwood.com designers. So you had to rewire. You put together some new action steps, one, two, three. You put together some new habits. You now have a daily thing that you do that helps you succeed. I'm going to take you into what we call the garment district. These are some rapid-fire questions that just help people to understand what's happening and how you make these little things happen into big things. So between wholesale and retail, I know you're going to say your business is about wholesale. Tell us why.
0: We are 100% wholesale. We are a wholesale company. We sell directly to a store. So we're a a B2B type of company. Uh, I want to sell volume. For me personally, and it's just a different way of selling. It's not saying that wholesale is better than retail or vice versa. Mm -hmm. It's just the language is different. It's more factual based when you're doing wholesale, because when you're dealing with when you're dealing with wholesale, I'm dealing directly with the store owner. So they're going to come to our booth and say, "Okay, you know, I need to order for spring and we show them this is our collection. It comes in a pack of four, a pack of six, whatever it comes in. This is the delivery date. These are your color options. This is your pricing. So it's very fact-based, whereas on a retail side, you have to romance the product. You have to talk about the fabric. You have to talk about how it makes you feel. And again, not, one is not better than the other. It's just a different language. And I'm very happy that my team is super strong in wholesale.
1: So in wholesale, tell us your go-to tool. What, is, what drives the most wholesale sales for you today?
0: Wholesale for us is trade shows. Trade shows. It's still trade shows. We started out with trade shows. We've increased the amount of trade shows that we do. We do trade. We do 30 trade shows a year all over the country. We do Atlanta, Dallas, Chicago, Vegas, Tennessee, uh, California, Minnesota. <laughs> I mean, we're Denver. We just picked up a new rep in Denver. So we're all over. And again, because I mentioned our product needs to be demonstrated, we still we'll get the most sales demonstrating our product in front of a person. Excellent. Yes. We have a lot of videos online that show the different ways that we can wear our product. We do send that out in uh, email blasts, newsletters, everything like that, but still having our customer touch and feel our product and seeing how it's worn on a person will 100% sell it.
1: Can you tell us one secret to succeed at trade shows? A legitimate secret that moves product (laughs) at trade shows.
0: So we are a Missy customer, which means that most of our ladies are over 40. And one thing that really, really works for us is that we actually look our customers in the eye. Excellent. And I know it sounds so crazy, but we are not on our phones. And our customer is not a millennial. And we're not... You know, staring down at our screen while we're trying to have a conversation with them. We actually take the time to sit and talk to these ladies and make them feel important and make them feel special and and take the time to teach them how to use our product because they're the ones now that have to take it and teach the end use customer.
1: Love that. And you can apply it to retail, right? Imagine people doing sales face to face in 2018. Like, I love it. I'm watching you right now on this (laughs) screen and (laughs) (laughs) hello. And I love face-to-face. I like to look someone in the eye. I like to shake hands. I like to put deals together and collaborate face-to-face as much as possible, even in 2018. And I I won't change that.
0: I think it's super important. And just being able to have soft skills. Uh, I mean, people talk about it when you're just doing an interview, coming in for an internship. I mean, I interview interns all the time. But when they can actually look me in the eye and pay attention to what I'm saying and, and I listen to them as well it just makes this connection. And our girls are super great with building a relationship with our customers. And that's what I've always gotten uh, great feedback from our stores saying, we have great customer service. Our girls are on top of things. We let them know when new product is coming in. It's not just, hey, I want to sell you something. It's, oh, hey, you know, it's your birthday. We are calling you just to say hello. You know, you have to build this relationship with people. And that is going to make them want to buy product from you because they want to buy product from people that they like. Sure. Not just because you have a good product.
1: That's excellent. And because um, you're smart to know that there's also a retail play with shawl dolls and social media is not going anywhere. It's only going to increase, but you're saying you can balance between the face to face sales, but also managing social media. What social media platform do the shawl dolls use successfully? What's the number one?
0: Our main ones are Instagram and Facebook. Excellent. Just because of our demographic, uh, we're not on Snapchat. We're not on Twitter. Our customers not there. Uh, like I mentioned, our cust- most of our customers over forty. So, still, our customer buying through social media is not is not the main channel for us. But we do get a lot of online orders that come from social media. So they saw it, they clicked through, and then it took back to the website. Excellent. But, it's, it's just, again, it's a little bit different for our demographic, and it's, it's something one of our goals for this year, for 2018, is to increase our direct-to-consumer sales, because it's a very small percentage of our overall business because we're wholesale, but it is, it is a goal for us to increase that to our overall revenue.
1: Well, that's awesome to hear, because I've seen you now, you personally, do more videos on Instagram. <laughs> I've seen you do I more do, videos on yes. Facebook. <laughs> like You are becoming a social media maven, and I know that you were somewhat against it a few years ago. But
0: I was just because, okay, so six years ago, Instagram wasn't a thing. So when we first started, it was all about Facebook and then it changed, but you have to keep up with what's going on. You have to keep up with, with what the trends are as far as being able to reach your customer. But I think for us, again, just going back to wholesale for us, the most, what am I trying to say? Email blast and email marketing still gets us the greatest response on return gotcha. for our customer. They still will open up their email and they still will read a newsletter from us because we have so much information in those newsletters. We're sending them new catalogs. We're sending them new color cards, new line sheets. This is new product. So our customer will buy through that before they'll buy through social media. Sure. For our customer. Again, it depends on your demographic. If you, if you sell to 18 to 25 year olds. Instagram is definitely going to be the way to go. Snapchat is going to be the way to go. But for our Missy customer, email marketing is still very, very powerful for us.
1: Excellent. Email marketing. I still do it every day. Mm-hmm. So since you're becoming a social media maven for Shaw Dolls, who on social media inspires you? Who do you follow? Who's your number one?
0: <laughs> I personally follow Natalie Eva Marie. She is a former WWE. She's on Total Divas. <laughs> and... <laughs> I love her. I, I watched her on Total Divas and I, I follow her on Instagram. She is a different customer than us, but she's very active on social media. And I love how everything goes back to sales. Like she will post and she'll click through, click on our shop. This is the product that it is. This is the price that it is. You can purchase this right now. Like everything's going back to her sales. And I know that they do sell a lot.
1: Excellent. And you, you talked about working out, talked about uh, the divas. <laughs> so you're an athlete, right? Do you think am, being an yes. athlete <laughs> helps you at all in your fashion business?
0: A hundred percent. Yeah. Tell me. Because I know what it takes to succeed. I know how to practice. Uh, you have to practice every single day. You have to do your craft every single day. I mean, we sell product every single day. We (laughs) do our spiel every single day. Hi, we're shawl dolls. We make convertible shawls. You can wear it 15 different ways. I mean, I I can say that and do my demo in my sleep with my eyes closed. (laughs) But, you know, when I wear at shows, people say to us all the time, oh, you've done this a few times. Yeah, we've done it. We do it every day. Um, But you have to practice every day.
1: That is excellent. How about in the book world, are you reading books? And if so, can you recommend one?
0: My favorite one is Girl Boss by Sophia Amoroso. How did I know that? How did I know that? <laughs> because I'm a little girl boss, a mini girl boss. <laughs> <laughs> um, she, her book is amazing. Whether you're a male or female, I think you should read this book. She has so much drive and passion and, you know, the cliche word hustle. But yes. It's a great book, and it kind of lit a fire under me to be like, okay, let me uh, let me just set my game up a little bit, <laughs> <I'll> <laughs> make love that. sure that I could be that. just as big as Nasty Gal,
1: bigger, right? Bigger than Nasty Gal. She only, she only went so yes. far, so you can actually yes. uh, exceed that. So yes. try and go back to a, a younger Roshina Chada, <laughs> wherever she looks at, where she's at, I have no idea. But go back to a younger you, and mm-hmm. I want you to give your now person advice to your younger self to reach your amplified success faster how can you get to where you are now faster? Give that advice to your younger self.
0: Uh, Well, I would say make sure that you always have a mentor. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, I've, I've been blessed to have mentors, Brian Hill. You're one of them. Thank (laughs) you. Um, But really surround yourself with people that are going to take you further. Surround yourself with people that are smarter than you, people that have been there, that have done it. And, Again, just practice every day. I mean, you, you are only going to get better by challenging yourself.
1: So as a younger you, you had you were the smartest person always, is what you're saying. As a younger you, um, you were always the smartest person. I wasn't, person.
0: but I think I was a little bit cocky when I was younger. Okay, <laughs> there I... it is.
1: So maybe drop <laughs> ego, get around smarter people.
0: Yes. yes. Um, That's
1: the advice for the younger you. I, I can dig so. that.
0: And ego in general, I mean, again, just going back to product, like, Our main thing as any any business owner, if you want to be a business, you need to sell product or service. Sure. You know, it's great to be able to make these beautiful couture pieces, which I used to do, but you know, I'd rather sell a shawl every single day versus selling one dress one time a month.
1: Right. Right. Makes sense. Oh, this is great. So what can our listeners be excited about in 2018 with Shawl dolls?
0: So we actually are creating another line called Dollface, and it is all pieces that can pair back with shawl dolls. So we have, again, like I mentioned, shawl dolls, everything we make for shawl dolls is convertible. It's all one size and it's all made in the US. Uh, but we're bringing in Dollface for pieces that are still very wearable, but pieces that can create sets. So we, our customer needs a tank top to go under their shawl or they need a maxi skirt to go with the shawl that they purchased. You know, it's just so that way for us, we're offering more SKUs to the store. So that way instead of them just purchasing a blue shawl, they're going to get a blue shawl with an ivory cami with a black pant. So now they bought three items from us versus buying one item. So it'll increase our dollar per transaction. And then it will also make it a lot more sellable and easier for the store to sell a whole outfit together.
1: Gotcha. That is excellent. You can find Rashina at Shaw Dolls on all the social media platforms. You are an amazing guest today. As always, a fashion. <laughs> As always, a fashion rewired. We're going to build this blueprint based on Rashina's journey. You can be inspired by her one, two, three steps that she did action-wise, or you can just hang out and support Shaw Dolls on any platform by shawls. Thank you Rashina so much for being on Fashion Rewired.
0: Thank you for having me. I'm super excited for this program. I wish you guys the best of luck. Brian, great job. I'm happy for you. <laughs> I know you. this is going to be amazing.
1: Right on. Phoenix Fashion Week at Talking Sick Resort, October 18 through 20, 2018. Phoenix Fashion Week is the leading fashion industry event in the Southwest. The organization's mission is to bridge the gap between national and international designers and premier retailers and top fashion media. Phoenix Fashion Week's ultimate goal is to garner global exposure for Arizona's fashion industry. Through educational fashion seminars, year-round fashion events, and charitable partnerships, Phoenix Fashion Week is gaining rapid acclaim for its community service efforts and for infusing world-class innovation into the Southwest. For more information and tickets, phoenixfashionweek.com. Thank you for joining us for our weekly 30-minute podcast focused on the business of fashion. Fashion Rewired is all about the successful transformation of your mind, perspective, and daily approach to your fashion brand. Make sure you listen next week for the Fashion Rewired podcast with Brian Hill.